Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Yishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea to the world. You're a part of it wherever you are. And Shalom, and welcome to Malka Fleischer. How are you, Malka? Hi, Yishai. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. This is a little bit earlier than we're used to recording. We're just recording kind of early in the morning here before getting the kids out to camp and all kinds of stuff. We, also, we still have Jake Bennett, uh, our friend and house guest, and we have another girl who's our daughter's... Got some sleepoverness in the summertime. And you know what they were doing last night? They were up late night watching Fiddler on the Roof because the, the last friend had never seen Fiddler on the Roof. It's craziness. So so she was giving her a bout of Judaism, okay? <laughs> she was giving her an infusion That's of... It's like, of, yeah, I don't even know how you practice Judaism without Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah. I don't, you know, we're not going to get into a big Fiddler on no, the Roof no, discussion. No, no, just joking. But, uh, but I, I just think that it was it was just like a funny a funny thing. And so uh, there's already luggage here of Jake. He's flying out today. And, uh, and when the girls wake up, they're going to be, uh, you know, much more Jewish. And... <laughs> And uh, it's early in the morning here in beautiful Judea. Um, I, I read this morning about the uh, stories of this mass shooting in, in Chicago. And I think that first thing is uh, our hearts go out to uh, all these victims and their families. And there's a lot of injured people. There were some like 83 bullet casings found. Wow. And nobody's really talking about why this guy did it. Is he, you know, was he just plainly crazy that he had a crazy history of violence also uh, you know and and, and statements and, and all kinds of stuff it's 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 sad and it's 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 sad when um you know place starts to be uh, uh really america the united states is really associated with these like random shootings all the time it's just like it's just like oh it's my not god all the time right it's not exactly it's not all the time but it's it's enough that you're like oh my right. God. I mean, it's definitely true that the shootings that we experience here in Israel are of a different nature than the shootings that they experience in the United States. Uh, also, far fewer. You can't. You know, they they have them more. Well, often it's a, they have a massive, humongous population of people. They have okay, three hundred fifty million. Yeah, more. I think for three hundred fifty million people, and uh, I guess that the statistics that. I don't know. You know. You know what else? Yeah. You, you, I. I wish. I wish I didn't want to start the show like uh, like with this stuff. But still, though, I was looking up my arguments that I make sometimes with, uh, and I think I talked about in last week's show. I make arguments with, uh, you know, anti-Israel uh, groups that I deal with. By the way, some like uh, um, I think it was a Swedish crew was filming me while I was giving explanations and they used it in a in a video that's very popular right now and you really see me giving my whole explanation which is cool and I'm also looking skinny which is awesome <laughs> which is just awesome liver cleanse success yeah liver well, I don't still, even know if the liver is okay but the rest is doing well uh yeah well we're we're going to talk about that in just a second I have some great listener emails about that but I said last week that one of the things that I say to them is uh the first thing I start with is I I say to them I think I said it last week I'm confused already who are, where I say things, but like I, 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 um, one of the things I say to them is like, you know, before you come here and try to fix our problems, like where are you coming from? Maybe there are still issues outstanding in your countries that you're not quite ready yet to like fix our right, problems. Before you come over here and bring all that wisdom about how to make everything perfect. Right. Just take a look. And, and I, I had a little bit of a shock. I looked up uh, the there's there's a, a, a Wikipedia page about fifty top murder cities in the world. Yeah, like forty percent were in Mexico. Really? Yeah, forty percent of the fifty. Right. I'm not saying that scientifically, but like almost every other city there was was Mexico, and and it, that's it was just like it's rough. just like 
It's just like, it's so horrible. And most of them are on the border of the United States, like Ciudad Juarez and, and, and Tijuana. Tijuana. And it's just like, and we all know that's because of the drug cartels, of the drugs going into the United States. It's like, I just, I don't know. It's just like, come on, world. You know what I mean? Come on, world. Really? You're going to get on Israel's case. We're all going to talk about Ben and Jerry's ice cream. While in the meantime, like, like, like simple people are shot every day, you know. Right. Like, and live, or, or just living in fear. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, it's just like, come on, f- fix it up a little bit, world. Although I have to say, we have like another, there's another element here in Israel sometimes. It's, I don't think it's such a big element and we've certainly never encountered it. But every once in a while I see in the news something about like a mobster being blown up in their car. We, there was something that happened just yesterday that somebody's car blew up. You didn't see this in the news? I missed it. And they're like, yeah, we think he was part of the underworld. There was, uh, there were like 18 buses burned in Sfat, in the parking lot in Sfat. Oh, yeah. You, you know what that is? What? That is Arab protection rackets. And if a company refuses to pay protection, and this is especially true in the Galil in the north and, and in the Negev in the south, then the folks that are not getting paid their protection money will... Will arsenify your stuff, right? And basically, they're saying like, "Let us protect you." This is a, this is an amazing, you know, system. Yeah, and Israel suffers. I I watched the whole show about that. Israel suffers from a protection racket thing, and that also means that means that there's a weak police. That means that there's a strong underworld. Strong underworld is competitive, and and they shoot one another sometimes. You know, when when you're you know going on one another's turf, or when money doesn't come back and stuff like that. Yeah, the, the, it's it's a, it's a harsh. It's a harsh world out there. Speaking of that, I actually had two incidents uh, this week at the Tomb of the Patriarchs and Matriarchs that that were was were were in that vein and talked to my heart. One was uh, very moving. I was uh, touring a group, and uh, who was there but David Kaufman? David Kaufman and his wife Tchia came to the Tomb of the Patriarchs and Matriarchs. Who are they? He is the son of my former colleague the uh gardener of marata machpela who was murdered in 2015 stabbed and held out for 30 days until he was able to uh, until he was not able to recover sadly and succumb to his wounds he he was stabbed very badly he was my colleague we shared a car he was my friend i still have his cds uh, and i have some stories about him gennady kaufman and it was a very heartbreaking thing for me david kaufman his son came with his wife Tchia, to have a circumcision ceremony for their brand new son Eli beautiful at the Marta Machpela and it was like really a closing of a circle and there was just a, a great you know feeling of uh, of Am Yisrael Chai and that you can't stop us uh, and that, and it was a personal feeling of like wow you know I saw I saw my friend go down here's his son with a beautiful child and it was it was a it was a bracha it felt like a blessing uh, and similarly, uh, yesterday, but without the same kind of happy ending, uh, is I saw uh, our son's teacher, right. Rabbi El Yasaf, his wife, her brother is, I remember that now, yes. her re- brother was Yehuda Diamant, right. who was gunned down in Chomish. Right. His wife and their beautiful Seventh month year old son, like bright red hair, crazy hair, like like red Brillo. It was it was like it was like this shiny. And his name is David. Wow. And there and was David, King David is known for his bright red hair, right? And it was just like th- there was a gingy, and she is this like tall and and 
just looks like one of these young with a big head thing and big uh, hair scarf. Yeah, yeah. And and I and I took this picture of of her, and she's now living with her parents and their baby, this baby son of a husband who who was who was murdered. murdered. And uh, the, her sister brought her to the Marat Machpelah just to daven. Wow. You know, no, 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 awesome happy ending there. You well, know what I mean, but well, but, I just, I don't know. Ending is there's no ending. Thank God for them, right, but right. there's no ending. But I did see you did post a picture to social media, and she was smiling. Absolutely, the widow was smiling, yeah. and the the baby looked good. Maybe I don't know. That's a happy. I mean, this is a miserable story, but maybe that could be called a happy ending. Meaning to say, she. She's living, and yeah. she went to Hebron, and she smiles in her pictures, and 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 this, and this, that's something. This and she Yehuda has Diamant, a and she has a son, Yehuda Diamant, uh, who was murdered. He he's got a son, right? He's got a son, and and that's that's something. You're and right. maybe that son will yeah. have his son's breed and Marat yeah. Machpelah. That's right. Uh, speaking of social media that you mentioned, so I put up these pictures. You could see them. They did also well on social media. People were touched by these stories, which made me happy. Uh, the other thing is, I also made a video this week about jogging in Judea. And I was just like I was jogging, uh, in in like the, the 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 fields of Judea, and I thought to myself, what a, what a bracha it is, what a blessing it is to be able to not only jog, but also to jog in Judea, at sunset, which is when I like to jog. I love uh, being out there at sunset, but then also to listen to Torah, in my ears, and I'm like, this is such a this is so I'm so thankful for this good Torah, uh, in my ears as I'm jogging, uh, in Judea. And I stopped and I made a video about it. Right. It's not like the video, you know, was was one of the greatest hits on social media. But I was so happy that I was able to just. There was a feeling that I had here. Mm-hmm. I just want to share this. Right, and you were able to share it with people. And I want, and I would like people to. And I mentioned some of the uh, Torah podcast podcasts that I listen to. Right. That I enjoy, and I m- m- mentioned them by name. And so, uh, please check out that video, or, or just write to me at ishaiishaifleischer dot com. Let me know. Like, do you also, uh, you know? Get a chance to jog. Do you jog with Torah in your ears? Do you dream of jogging in Judea with Torah in your ears? Do you jog with in Judea with Torah in your ears? Like, is that part of your life? And I just want to hear. I want to hear how people like really consume that, consume that that uh, that kind of content. And and I, I don't know. For me, it was like it was like a. It, it just brought together all of the uh, all of the elements. It's like the earth below. The human being, the the Jew, the jogger, right in Judea, and 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 also relaxing and enjoying that physical kind of uh, t- you know the 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 release that jogging does, and at the same time, like not being a Roman or a Greek. Not, that's right. what I meant to say. Not being a Greek. Not being like, oh, look at me and my you know health and 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 how strong I am in my you know physicality. It's like it's like filling that thing with. With some nice kedusha, with the, with some holiness, right? With some with some Torah and like you know, just being a human being that's like is complete in in, in body and soul. So that's really fun, Malka. Uh, the other thing I wanted to tell you was about our new sponsor to the show. That's exciting. It is. There's a new sponsor to the show, and uh, the reason it's exciting is also because partially of the story. So so for, so first thing is. So first thing is that uh, that. The thing is, the, 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 what, I'm, what, what the sponsor of the show is, is retro watches, okay? Like watches from the 60s and 70s and 80s. And the business is called Retro Watch Guy. 
And if you go to Instagram, he's followed by 26,000 people. Wow. 27. And it's these really cool watches. Beautiful. Yeah, we 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 scrolled through. It's just fun to really scroll through. Really nice, it. beautiful watches. Right, like cool of different kinds, like 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 more gentlemanly, more sporty, more, you know, different kinds and and famous brands that that you may have heard of, maybe are not even around as much anymore and 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 just 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 beautiful, you know, mostly men's watches. Mostly men's watches. I was looking for women's watches. I'm sure they come up from time to time, but mostly like really like cool men's watches of and 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 the prices range from like 500 to like 2500. Uh, all kinds of, um, uh, you know, and different, you know, like orange faces and blue faces. And I like this one. Here's the one that's e- an Edox watch um, and it's guaranteed and all that kind of stuff. Now, now, I highly recommend you check it out, which is a website called Retro Watch Guy. And I think that you could, you know, you could really also find some some fun, some fun ways to, 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 to do it. Maybe you don't need a watch another watch. Maybe you have a perfectly great Casio or something. Or I wear these Israeli watches from Adi. Um but maybe you want a Shabbat watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe your wife wants to send you, get you a, like a Shabbat watch or something like that. And it's you always know? cool to know that you're getting something from somebody who's like on the same page as you. Well, let me tell you about that. Let me tell you about that. So, uh, so I, I got a, I got a, um, I got a, 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 whatever, some kind of message. And then I wrote him, you know, send me a, a WhatsApp and, and he writes like this. Hi, Ishai, this is Jordan with Retro Watch Guy. I reached out to you on my Instagram. I've been a huge fan for many years. I'm really excited about doing some advertising with you and helping you support the show. Which Thank is, you so much. You, you understand? It's like, it's really like. Right. It's, it's a. Uh, it's a way to. It's know, support it's, and everything. And fun. Yeah. And he says, but first I wanted to give you some of my backstory. My wife actually met you in Hebron in February 2020 as part of the H Destiny Women's Trip. Uh, she told you how listening to your show has changed her husband's, my, per- my perspective on settlers and religious Jews. Uh, by the time she had spoken to you, we were on our way to becoming Torah observant. That's amazing. We have since moved into one of the Arab neighborhoods of Denver and are light years from where we were with plenty of growth to go, no doubt. That's, by the way, the mark of a Torah Jew. Right. It's like... It's like, it's like <laughs> Right. When you get in, you're like, okay, now I really get started. Right. And you understand it's a humility that you that you get. He says, uh, our kids are on board and loving the changes we've made to our lifestyle. Thank God. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Anyway, he he says we are still listening uh, and our uh, and our kids and we all want to make Aliyah in the future. Amen. Anyway, I've been thinking about anyway. So 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 he writes that, that that's why he reached out. And so it's a great business. It's a great way to help. Some Jews on the road to coming to the land of Israel, uh, which is fun. And so uh, check out Retro Watch Guy, uh, both on Instagram and RetroWatchGuy.com. So that's really neat, and, and I'm proud of that. But I just like the story as well, and, and it's a neat product, and it's a different kind of product for the Yishai Fleischer Show to promote, so that's really cool. So a lot of success to you guys, and I hope that uh, some of you guys out there listening could use a, a nice, fun, old, new kind of watch. Check it they're out. They're beautiful. Really... They look like they're in beautiful. They look like they have a story, these watches. That's yeah. right. That's right. They're storied watches. Well said, Monica. Well said. Uh, of course, our other sponsors to the show include uh, Beautiful Prohibition Pickle, where you can get some really delicious snacks. Uh, or, or, or It's not just a snack. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a holy meal uh, <laughs> for the Shabbat. Yes, absolutely. Prohibitionpickle.co.il. They now have this new feature on their website where they do weekly specials. So there's all kinds of deliciousness like backyard barbecue potato salad, deli knish, barbecue brisket. Can that potato salad compete with your potato salad? I don't know. You know, I don't know. Hmm. You got to talk to Chaim. We must investigate that. You got to talk to Chaim because... 
Because I do make a mean potato salad. Darn Let's just be do. honest. Mm-hmm. But is honest. it prohibition pickle level potato salad? Shayla. Unclear. They also have roasted cauliflower with garlic. That could be good for Ooh. you, Ishai, on your on your liver cleanse. I would like that with some of that dude Shemesh Kharif hot sauce. And uh, it's just like, it's a really beautiful and cool website. It's totally worth just checking out um, like what a Jew imagined and created here in the land of Israel. I definitely recommend it. And uh, and Chaim is just like the nicest, best guy ever that you would totally, if you met him, you would totally just want to support his business because he's the best. That's right. Okay. So that's prohibitionpickle.co.il. Check it out. Isha, uh, speaking of colon, uh, speaking of, I don't know why I keep saying colon cleanse because okay. that's not the cleanse you're doing. No, I'm doing a liver, liver cleanse. Liver cleanse. Speaking of liver cleanse, I got a listener email okay. about your cleanse this week. Okay, let's hear it. From Caitlin. That's right. Hey, Ishai and Malika. Thanks for putting out another great show talking about your daily lives and important issues in Israel. I always learn something, am inspired, and left meditating on something positive as you always seek to bring that out no matter what's going on. In regards to the liver cleanse, have you ever heard of beet kvass? It's a liver cleansing drink that is so easy to make. It's actually Russian in origin, so it's in your genes to like it, smiley face. It's true. That's totally true. It's completely true. Like, like, really, I did grow up with, with a lot of beets. It's true. Yeah. Especially borscht. Like, people laugh, but we they, I had borscht in my house, and it was darn good. It was So I, I want to try that beet kvass, and I could definitely use it. Are you going to make that, Maka? Uh, well, I looked at the recipe. It, it involves fermenting, which makes me nervous. I've never really fermented anything. I had the best pickles yesterday, and the dude, Ronen, next to Marat Machpelah. Yeah. What, a guy made it, brought them from home? He, he he has this little stand where we eat like mini breakfast there. It's like a oh, chesed the, the, thing. Oh, like the uh, the uh, hospitality, the Hebron yeah. hospitality yeah. little van thing. I ate these pickles and I'm like, where did you get these prohibition pickles? He's like, no, I made them at home. It took wow. five days. Wow. He gave me the recipe. It's like nothing. Okay. He made s- excellent, excellent pickles. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So wait, here's the end of the email. Yeah. She goes, maybe on next week's show, you could have listeners buy Ishaya Bikvas. <laughs> for your health i've attached a recipe and some links below for it it's really easy to make malka well keep up the great zionist work you're engaged in uh in so many various ways too joshua and i often pray that's her husband for you guys's efforts to be pushed forward thanks for all you're doing with two m- bicep emojis bicep emojis are important those are good ones those are strength those are like but you have to be with god it's a strong arm First thing, Caitlin, thank you very much. And I want to say that the Caitlin is part of the Waller family. That's Josh Waller. And they're doing great work out there. They themselves have a wonderful video uh, um, video cast uh, called The Israel Guys. Very uh, popular on YouTube. Very popular on YouTube and are great friends of mine and are out there being Gentiles in the, in the good land, here in the land of Israel, uh, and, uh, hold, and, and promoting... Promoting Judea and Samaria, the temple, the consciousness, the biblical consciousness. So I think you guys are doing a great job, and I'm really proud of you. I'm proud to be your friend. Uh, and they helped me do a, a great cleaning at the Spring of Abraham uh, in Hebron. In fact, it's it's going through more good changes since you guys were out there doing that cleaning. And uh, we're moving forward on that project. And I just want to bless you guys. Thank you very much for for that uh, excellent advice. And Maka, uh, let's, let's do it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's good for my genes. My genes will yeah. like it. Russian livers like Bikvas. Yes. No, I think, I think there's, a, there's actually a real truth, and there might even be some serious family history. I think my mom, 
uh, was kind of healed in her youth for, with with beats and stuff like that. <laughs> no, seriously, she had also some kind of uh, I don't know. I think it was I think it was actually something to do with the fact that she was uh, a refusenik, a um, dealt with the tensions of being. I think dra- the, I thought the beat thing was when she was a little girl. It might be, but she also had later on. Uh, she also had some issues with uh, the KGB dragging her around and like the secret police like kept interrogating her and she was suffering from nerves and I think also beats healed her. So uh, let, let, let's try that. Thank you very much for that right. piece of advice. And I just mentioned uh, the good land, Malka. Uh, so my good friend Levy writes, speaking of, of that, the, of, of Gentiles in the land of Israel. So Levy writes, he writes, your wife said to write in the last week about Milwaukee being the good land in Algonquin. I don't know how you knew that. (laughs) (laughs) That's unfortunate. Uh, Levy. I can't exactly recommend to you. No, 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 Malka, don't say, don't say. Okay. Levy, uh, there's a specific way that that Isha and Malka know that uh, that Milwaukee means, uh, means the good land in Algonquin, but I won't tell you. You'll just, you'll just, (laughs) you'll just either have to look it up or another listener email has to come in. Uh, to explain uh, w- w- how we know that uh, Milwaukee means the good land in Algonquin. And he continues, because I don't know how you knew that, but I am, I'm going to butcher this, but I am Potawatani. Oh, wow. Potawatoni. Potawatomi. Potawatomi. I'm a Potawatomi native, an Algonquin-speaking tribe, and native inhabitants of Milwaukee, that Chicago. That is so cool. The exact land of of of, of Notre Dame. And I say Notre Dame because that's the American way to say it. Notre Dame University. We were told growing up that we could attend Notre Dame tuition free because that because uh, that used to be our ancestral land. Mm. Love the show. Listen every week, and thanks for the regular connection to the ancestry ancestral land of humanity. Wow! And he sent me a picture of my ancestral mom. Ancestral land of humanity. And he says that is interesting, right? And he and he sent me a picture of my mom and daughter dressed in tribal attire at a recent powwow. I want to see. Yep, there it is here. Here you go. Wow. Beautiful, right? Amazing. That's an amazing picture. And and Levy, he's very connected to ancestralness. He really is. I I, I know him. And he, he's got that. First thing, Mazal Tov on the daughter. And, and he got married, you know, a, a few years back. And, and it's great to see your kid. Uh, but, like, it's just, how should I say? There's something there. Um, and certainly, Milwaukee, which is Algonquin for the good land. I, I looked it up. It actually has other translations but but basically that's one of them in any case uh levy great to hear from you and yeah let's keep on being connected to that to that tribal self um um and uh and i have a whole theory that like 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 ancient peoples and native peoples can connect to one another that there should be like i was thinking there should be some kind of like international council of native peoples like aren't there a whole lot of native peoples you know, not as many as you think. For example, the United States, not a lot not of a native, native people. Like, right. oh, there's native peoples living there, but like the United States, the country, it's not a, or like it's not a country of native peoples. But like a, outside the United States, yes, there are. Um, there's but, a lot of people who are native also, to their land, and there's a lot of people who are not. Uh, and and we're talking about ancient native. You know what I mean? Uh, like, like for example, England is a country filled with a lot of people who are not ancient natives, and yet. Uh, like Ireland. Well, how far back do you go to determine if someone is an ancient? Native? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, and I have because not, there um, are people probably who could trace their their ancestry back in England about a thousand years. Yes, 
Yes, and there are definitely people like that, 100%. Still, though, and I, and I haven't gotten in, you know, I think I have friends that, that could get on the show and talk a lot more about this than I can, but I was thinking that, like, the China, right. the Iranians, the right. Indians. Those are, those are definitely you ancient people. We could have a thing. They haven't been going anywhere for a long time. Yeah, and, and if you think about it, like, like, most of those peoples are actually friendly with Israel or have become more friendly. The Iranians... As is well known, the Iranian people are with Israel. It's the Iranian. Is that true? Is that like statistically accurate? Yes. The Iranian people, as a big mass of people, are with Israel. Iranian people have were. It's a it's a classic kind of friendship that we had. Uh, things changed because of uh, when they kicked out the Shah and brought in and brought in this uh, this Mullah regime. Yes, there are people that support them, but 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 I th- I think a huge amount of Iranians are pro-Israel. And I get that also a lot of times on Instagram and on and on like all kinds of connection points. People are like, I, I'm, we, you know, I have. There's a Twitter account about Iranians with Israel. It's so funny. There's some all these, you know, there's like Irish with Israel. There's all these like places that there's a lot of like anti-Semitism, and they're like, right, there's, there's always still this like a group. Twitter groups like, no, we're with you, we stand <laughs> with you. And and I, I like that because it's like it's like there's like a like a little voice inside the nations which is like, no, you know, we stand with you. Uh, Malka, I want to uh, thank you very much for joining me on the show today. I continue the show. The Yishai Fleischer Show continues uh, right now uh, with uh, with the Rav Mike Foyer. Nice. And you did a you did a live video this time. Yes, I did a live video with with Rav Mike. And I'll tell you what, though, it's the content is great. The audio quality is a little bit reduced because I brought in a USB mic to work, and it the the computer did not recognize it, and Aww. so and I like I played with every single toggle schmoggle settings you could it just wouldn't recognize it. i think it's a driver problem but in any case uh so next time i'll bring a different usb mic but my point my point being is still a good show it's a great show just the audio quality just as a tad reduced sorry about that uh i want to thank ben bresky yocheved moshe herman tabitha and lou for getting the show out to the world i want to thank all of you guys out there uh, for being a part of it uh, and I want to send a lot of love and a lot of blessings to the people who were hurt out there in Chicago uh, and people who lost people. Um, we're so you know sorry to hear that, and may Hashem send a speedy recovery to you. Amen. But also to 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 those murder capitals that I saw. You know, come on, world, let's 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 work on that. You know what I mean? We work on so much. You know, so much that it's such a world of um, of divisiveness, right? And yet there are things that we should all be like, come on. Right. You know I mean, let, let's. There are let, things we could be fixing. Yeah, we could could and should be fixing. And and there's things that are just, it just, I don't know why. It just was like, come on, humanity. Let's, let's, let's work out a little bit better. So we do send you our blessings here from, from, from our Milwaukee, from the good land. And that's what I actually, the reason I remember that so well is because I actually, when I do little video series, is I often call them the good land uh, because I really, I like that phrase so much. I want a hat. That has like the good land. Can you find me like a Milwaukee hat or something uh, like that that has the good land? I will try. Yeah. Also, also, I want like, I want hats. I want cool hats. Yes. So if you have a cool hat that has like some kind of you biblical thought. You mean like a thought, baseball hat. Yeah, a baseball hat and I'll, or, or some other hats. And I'll give you an example of what I mean. Like, for example, I like H hats that like for Hebron. And there are about 11 Hebrons around just the United States of America. And there's, there are Hebrons outside the United States? I'm sure there's somewhere else there's a Hebron. I think probably in Canada or there's a Hebron, maybe in Australia. I don't know. Uh, but I would like, like, like if you have, if you live in a place where you could get a Hebron hat, I want that. I want to see that. I want to get that hat. 
Uh, if you have like, I'll give you an example. For a while, I was wearing a Los Angeles Rams hat just because there was like a big shofar, and I liked that. Although then I started getting annoyed that people would uh, somehow tie that team into me. I wasn't into that. Uh, but but I have uh, you know I have a, it's it's hot summer out here. So if you have any kind of cool hats that uh, that that that, I, that I, you could get to me, that would be really neat. Um, anything that has even a remote like biblical or 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 godly idea would be fun. Like the good land, I think that's really neat. Uh, we should make hats that that have Israel the good land. That's right. what I think. I think we should we should do that's that. That's a nice yeah, idea. I, think, I, I really like that. It's like a simple slogan, but there's something about it which is just it's good. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. There's like this top fifty murder capitals, then there's like the good land. Like we should give people a vision of of a good world. You right. know, we should give people a vision to strive for. I feel like people are like people are so far away from just that vision. You know, they're so into their like divisiveness and they're like they're, you know their political fights. Right. And, it's like stuck in the mire. You know, you 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 know. One thing about the '60s, a lot of people like ripped the '60s, and that's where you know you know hyper liberalism is maybe born and all that kind of stuff. At least there was a vision for a beautiful world. You know, it may have gone awry, but at least, you know we have to provide people for a vision. That's how I grew up thinking that, that the '60s was a time where people gave a vision for a beautiful world. I, and and you know today I've amended my understanding of those times, but still. I'm just saying we have to we have to put out a vision for without 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 having uh, rose colored glasses and stuff like that, but some kind of like hope, right? Hope for humanity, uh, if you will. Um, I also want to thank the Jews of Hebron and the Jewish community of Hebron. You can support the Jewish community through HebronFund.org, and I also that's right, and that's where I work, and I'm very proud of that job. Uh, I also want to thank the folks at Israel 365, Israel365.com. Great news with a biblical twist and and now the Shai Fleischer show is going to be part of that actually turns out so israel365.com very and exciting a wonderful product that they put out which is the israel bible the israelbible.com great commentary great translation great cover uh great uh, uh uh commentary specifically about the land of israel you could get it uh in your house by just going through israel uh, the israelbible.com and put in coupon code yishai bang 10% off of that beautiful is good. That's good. And, right. and Hashem knows that we could all use those extra dollars these days. I also... All that inflation going on. Yeah, all that inflation, right. And, and look, God's word is still is still on sale. Um, <laughs> I want to also thank uh, Malka Fleischer, you for joining. You are, uh, as, as often told me, the, the star of the show. Uh, so God bless you. It's fun to be on this show. This is a good show. We get to talk about the good stuff. The good. That's right. The good, the good stuff from the good land. Is that so bad? <sighs> what are we, criminals? What... <laughs> Anyway, and that's that. I want to wish you also a good morning. Yes, a good yom, morning. A Yom Tov and a Shabbat it's Shalom. almost Shabbat. I want to remind you that here in the land of Israel, it's Shabbat Balak, which means that it's the, the great you know, show of the talking donkey and, and the evil wizard and, and the, the a fight. A flying talking donkey? That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's just a talking donkey. What has the line go? Oh, gosh. I don't remember yet. It's a flying. Bring in one of the kids. I'm a flying talking donkey, fool. Okay. Uh, well done that's right well done I want to thank all of you guys out there and send you lots of love and lots of blessings from the land of blessings here comes Rev Mike Foyer so let me know how you're feeling about that I hope you enjoy the Torah uh, from the good land from the land of Israel from Zion for it is coming forth and you are the recipient of it a share of it and and really if it's in your ears that means God has intended you uh, to be part of it so God bless you wherever you are Shabbat Shalom and Shabbat Shalom and here we go Ishai needs coffee. Please help support the show by buying Ishai coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Ishai. Thank you and Lechaim.
Don't worry, the Ishai Flasher show will be right back, so stay tuned. All right, folks, we are live here on the Ishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from the land of Israel, from Judea, and I am joined by Rav Mike Foyer. Rav Mike, shalom and welcome. Shalom, Yishai, it's good to see you. Yeah, and it's fun. Usually I am in my home studios. Today I'm in my offices here in Hebron, right across. I have a window right here, and that's the window onto the Avram Avinu Synagogue, built in 1540. And it's just really fun, and I've set it up. I, I have also a microphone here, but it's not working for some reason. So we're doing our best with the technology that we have. It's great to be live with you. I just felt that there's no way to do a, a, this Torah portion without you. We, we just had to talk about it. And this is really part of the cliche. It's really one of my favorites, but it's also one of everybody's favorites. <laughs> it's such an important Torah portion, and it's a Torah portion of Balak, I really give a lot of credit to God if I this this little tiny uh, a slug of a person could say such a thing, but like the Torah uh, flips the camera uh, and takes it to a, to a different place. And really, this is the first Torah portion where you're not seeing it. First Torah portion since Noah that you're not seeing the story from the Jewish angle. You're seeing it from some other angle, and it's like from the outside looking in. And here comes this this wizard slash great prophet. And he's out there to, he's a prophet for hire, and he's out there to, to curse the Jewish people. God is going to stop him. So it's, it, it's, a, it's a, the reason I'm giving credit to God here is because, like, it's a director's cut. It's like, wow, like, like a different, like, like, a, like a different angle on the story of Israel, uh, seen from somebody who we've also, by the way, found historical proof for uh, in the famous Dir el Allah dig that, that uncovered really the scroll of Bilam, uh, and he was a, you know, a real personality uh, and a kind of a famous sorcerer, wizard, prophet person, uh, and he's out there to curse the Jews. And, and this is seen in the Torah as really like the opposite number to Abraham. Like he wakes up in the morning to saddle his donkey. He wakes up in the morning to saddle his she-donkey, and, and, and this, you know, one is here to give a blessing to this world. One is to go against God's will and curse his people uh, and so you have, you, have a, you have an incredible drama set up. And in our household, it's like a movie. It's like, it's like, it's like this is the big one. You know, I try to make it into a show uh, in the house. So really, let's, let, let's start out with, with general thoughts uh, about the Torah portion of, of, uh, of Balak uh, and the story of Bilam, the evil king, the evil prophet who comes against Israel. What do you, what do you got to say? Well, it's uh, quite an introduction. You know, the fact that Bilam represents an inversion of so many things, I mean, like you said, this Torah begins with the inversion of perspective. We've been following the story of Am Yisrael basically since the patriarchs and the matriarchs. Certainly since the Exodus, the camera has been squarely on the camp, so to speak. And then suddenly, really without warning, we get this inversion because Am Yisrael has begun the conquest. And the conquest began last week, the conquest of the land of Israel. And so you might think in a normal people's story, once you begin the conquest is when you double down on your own perspective. It's not when you switch the camera and start, I mean, the, the Parsha opens with the sense that you're going off, like they were, they were worried. Of course they were worried. I'm Israel's coming. We're, we're coming. We just ate Sichon and, and Og, these two powerful kings that were meant to block the, you know, the uh, way into the land. And, and like I said, you would think that this would be a time in which, the, the Israelite perspective would be enhanced, but it's not. And I think that that's an important 
piece for understanding what comes because then we get a next inversion, which is that, um, as you said, you know, Bilam is often seen as a reversal of Avraham. There are certain actions in the early story that parallel Avraham, especially at the binding of Isaac, you said, waking up early in the morning, saddling his own donkey, etc. But on a deeper level, he's the inversion of Moshe, right? Because Moshe brings the law down to Israel and prays to God that God, that, uh, God should only really rest the divine presence on Israel. And here we have God speaking to Bilam. Right? And it's, so, it's, it's such a uh, surprise that the sages have to engage it by saying, listen, Bilam was necessary. Because we don't want the nations to be able to say, if he had sent us a Moshe, we would have done right too. Like There's nothing special about the Jews. You gave them everything, God. You gave them the Torah. You gave them Moshe. And of course they did what you wanted them to do. So God said, okay, so I'll give you Bilam. Again, he's another inversion. I mean, and last but certainly not least, in fact, most fundamentally, Bilam is brought into curse and he ends up blessing. Right, that the that the perspective which he brings, even though it comes from outside, even though it has been paid, well paid apparently, to 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 uh, curse, ends up seeing that which is right and true within Am Yisrael in a way which, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, in a way in which is so powerful that it, the his characterizations of the Jewish people, as we'll get to, follow us down through the ages. And so then, to go back to my original contention, I think that's why the Torah changes the perspective. Because it wants to tell us is that there's a fundamental problem with Revelation, which is that, on one hand, it's ultimately parochial, right? It's, it's local. These people at that time, with that culture, had this for breakfast, and then God talked. At the other, on the other hand, it's meant to be universal. The Torah is for all people at all times and all places. How does that happen? Well, one of the ways in which it happens is that those who come from outside are able to see its truth as well, and not just those immersed in its internal narrative, as we say today. You hear that? And that's why the story of Bilam is this constant inversion that ends with these great blessings. So that's that's my first general frame for you, I'll give. So you have this, you have this like, uh, contra, he, as, as you're saying, in, an inversion. He's an inversion to, to Abraham. He's also obviously an inversion to Moses. And the, and the sages say, like, this guy had prophetic power maybe even greater than Moses's. There's something about this guy, and, and and you know when you have a bad guy, you know he better be just as strong as the good guy, or else it's an unfair game. Like there's yeah, something it's about not a very good story, right? Uh, but what's funny is is that while he's a good prophet, he's a, he's a great powerful prophet. God makes fun of him uh, throughout this story, especially with the famous image of the talking donkey. The talking donkey uh, represents. Uh, Bilam's inability to see the angel that is blocking the donkey's way, and he can't read the donkey's with the don- He can't see what the donkey sees, and you can just imagine that the folks that are with him just see him hitting this donkey. The donkey's not doing what 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 he what he's demanding of it, and so he's can't control his donkey. He can't understand his donkey, and the donkey. I was thinking to myself, its first thing to do is to walk the wrong way. And that that reminds us of the first temple of the Jewish people, which is that they were going after Avodah Zarah, after, after idolatry. We're going the wrong way. Straying. And the second one. The, huh? Straying from the path. Straying, straying from the path. Right. And the second one was the crushing of the leg. He went against the wall. And that reminds us of the second Beit HaMikdash in which the Jewish people did not have love for one another. They were crushing each other. They were hurting one another. 
Uh, they didn't have. They had. Uh, they didn't. They had no. Not enough respect for one another. Not enough love. Uh, and that was the great sin uh, of the second temple. And there was too much factionalism. Too much self. You know, Jewish infighting. And then the third one is that the animals crouching down, and that represents the third effort to come to the land of Israel and to settle it and to stop there and to land there. And to, and to crouch down on it and 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 all these and and the, the hardship of that and the, the 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 disagreement is should we crouch down now should we should we anchor ourselves are we there yet is this the time uh, and the reason I get this idea is because there these these three uh successive failures are clearly spelled out in the Torah as being regalim pilgrimage times pilgrimage but I was thinking like a greater pilgrimage, like the pilgrimage to the land of Israel, the representation uh, of that challenge. In any case, uh, Bilam does not see why the donkey is straying from the path or crushing his leg or stopping. He doesn't see that the angel of God has come up against him. Uh, and so the Torah, in a sense, is a little bit taking, making fun of a guy who's very proud of himself and very proud of his own strength. Uh, and he thinks that he can do the classic uh, pagan idea of, of I will control God's mood. I will get him right at the right moment to do what I want him to do, as opposed to listening to God's will. And that's really the difference. Bilam is an opportunist trying to force God to get him to, to, to get God and, you know, to get him on the good side or the bad side or to get him to, 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 to cajole him and to do and so that God will do your will, as opposed to Moses' idea, which is, hey, people, let's let's do let's do God's will. That reminds me of a little Yishai phrase. Okay, people say people say from your mouth to God's ears, and I always say, how about from God's mouth to our ears? That will that will work things out much better, right? Uh, so so th there's some differences about between Bilam and Moshe. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. I mean, part of what came up for me while you were describing it, you know, and Bilaam's journey from the moment that he gets contracted, so to speak. And like you pointed out, there is historical evidence that indeed, you know, Bilaam was the cursor, not like the thing on your screen, but the guy who makes, who curses, who stood on the, the watchtower of the settled land against tribes coming from the wilderness, just like Sihon and Og had been the kings who were the military front that held off throughout history, you know, tribes have come into the land, you know, taken various routes to get here, etc. But he was the last defense. Now he was the last defense meant to hold back, you know, the uh, the unsettled from the settled, right? But, so his, his whole journey represents, in many ways, um, a, a real face of human experience. So I want to go a little deeper with what you're saying, is that, that in the simple text, it's very confusing. Does God want Bill to go? Does God not want Bill to go? Like God tells him, don't go, don't go, don't go. And then he's like, fine, you really want to go, go. But you only do what I say. And then God sends the angel to stop him. And it takes three times, like you said, and a talking donkey until Bill gets the message. And still the angel says, but nah, you know, you're already halfway there. But you're only going to do what I tell you. Right, there's a tension. I think that you know, and it, to me, it bespeaks this tension in the relationship to God, which I would love to say only belongs to idolaters, but really is part of the problem of a religious personality. On one pole, you've got theurgy, like what you're saying, the sense that I can make God do what I want. 
And we all indulge in this when we pray, right? God made me rich. God heal my friends. God, you know, protect my children, etc., etc. It's a part of prayer. On the other hand, there's another pole, which is fatalism, which is, you know what? Your will be done. I need to learn to accept, like you said, from God's mouth to my ears. In between them is a very powerful stance, which is what Bill doesn't really understand, which is thy will be done through me. Bilaam senses his power. He understands that it's significant to be a human being at all, much less a prophet. What he doesn't understand is that doesn't make him significant, except insofar as he is able to be a specific expression of the divine will. He thinks he's right. And that's why in the end, it, God's will is done through him, although not by, you know, by his free will. He's forced. He goes out, he opens his mouth to curse, and a blessing comes out. But it's a lesson to us all. We're never going to force God's hand. On the other hand, we're called to do more than simply accept what God wants. We're meant to have an active stance in the world. Thy will be done through me. My particular experience is an important vessel for God's will to manifest in the world. You have this dilemma. But what's his will? You know, is his will, he knows that this is a blessed people. He knows what's, that. What's Bill's will? Yeah. He knows that, but he's coming to curse the people. So he's not really interested. He's not asking, oh, God, what do you want me to do today? No, exactly. No, he's that's what I said. He's on the end of the spectrum of my will. He's saying, I can pull one over on God. I know when God gets angry. He's convinced that he knows better. That's the theurgic side, right? Right. But, but, the, but the point is, is God doesn't just stop him. God doesn't just say, listen, full stop. God keeps throwing barriers in his way, but lets him go. That's why Rashi quotes the stages. Right? A person gets drawn in the way in which they want to go because your particular existence matters. Your experience of your own will matters. The goal is to figure out how your deepest will is an expression of the divine will, not to set the two against each other and not to erase your own. Right, and, and our sages say, make your will, make his will your will, so that he will make your will his will. The first stop there is to make his will your will. But then what happens is, is that in time, his your will is his will is your will. And yet, a, and yet you're not there's a God, bridging so of wills. Your, yeah, but and yet and yet you're not God. So your specific desires always need to be sifted. Right. But this is one Absolutely. of the, by the way, this is, I hate to go too far with this, but this is one of the great challenges of our current society is that is that people have chosen to identify their deepest desires sometimes with their sexual identity, sometimes with their um I don't know, their their economic status, sometimes whatever it is. And they say, "Well, this is who I am." Which I'm not going to argue with. I can't tell you who you are. But 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 it's not so simple to say that that therefore this is what God wants. Right. You know, I wish that I wish that were true. I really do. And and somewhere in my heart, why I'm would like, you wish that would be true? That's the heart of idolatry. Think, no, because I think that a lot of people would be healthier and happier if they were able to touch that place within themselves, which is genuinely them, and didn't have to come into conflict. Ye- right. Yes. Um, yes, but then you are really serving yourself or serving that thing. Okay, what is it? Well, that, what does but, genuinely that may even mean? What are we even genuinely? It's it's hard to know. <laughs> I understand. It's, 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 hard hard to know. Know. it's hard to know. And so, exactly. and so there's a voice inside which is the desire, and you're like, I am genuinely hungry, and therefore I'm genuinely that's what I am. I'm, I'm hungry, and I define myself as the hungry flag. I'm, you know, which to, to to some degree you are. And 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 by the way, it's not so simple to know what God wants for you either. That's for sure. Even 
even someone who who like myself who who professes allegiance to the Torah and to the to the oral law that was given with it, you know, knows that that what God actually wants for me in any given moment or from my life in general is is not so easy to prescribe. It's not. It really isn't. And and I want to bless everybody with uh, a sense uh, of. Um, of, of, of getting having as much clarity as possible in this world. Part of the game is not having clarity and trying to understand as best as you can what God wants from you. That's part of the game. Uh, but I, I want to really you know bless everybody to, to do that. I want to just give a few examples. Right now, uh, we're doing this, uh, this session live on social media. So there's a guy named Sammy Alam who's writing Free Palestine on my, on my comments. Uh, so first thing is... Uh, uh, Thank you for offering it for free, but I want to say to you that most people are charging top dollar for it. So, so far, I've not seen that that Palestine is free wow. at all. Here in my wow. work in Hebron, we're really doing our best to purchase a lot of property, and it's quite expensive. But in any case, Sammy Alam is using my platform, which is a pro-Israel platform, and he's coming onto my platform and trying to stup in you know, his message, uh, which is clearly anti-Israel, which is a type which of warfare, really. <laughs> it's a type of it's a type of uh, you know it's a type of bullying it's a type of uh, a photo bombing somebody else's nation and life, but okay you know what I mean uh, but that's fine and to me uh, I'm not I'm not going to be bullied by that and I'm going to see it through um, uh, through through humor and uh, I see here that my good friend and producer when we're live Lou Weiss is here and he writes Sammy Alam you're correct free Palestine of its corrupt and terrorist leaders. All right. Uh, so thank you very much Lou, for joining us. And we have Penny. This is Bocator from New York. Nice to see you both on here again. Uh, and uh, and there's other folks that are coming from all over the world. So thank you very much. It's great to, to be with you. Um, Lou says that my audio is not ideal. And that's because this microphone is not being picked up by the computer. And I'm sorry about that, Lou. We're doing our best out here. Uh, I do want to tell you... Rav Mike, that we have a new sponsor for the show. Great. And yes, so we have, we now have, we of course have prohibitionpickle.co.il, which is just, you, you, are, you are not only a, 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 a promoter, but you're also a user of the product. Am I right here? Oh, careful. I, I prefer the word consumer. Thank you very much. Consumer, consumer. Uh, although Sorry, the hearing is somewhat addictive. And, and anybody who wants to sponsor a kiddish, more than happy to receive your largesse while you support a wonderful small business in the land of Israel and my Shabbos enjoyment. That's right. So, so I want you to. So that's like very Israel and you very know, Shabbos. You know the whole buy me a cup of coffee funding platform. Yes. This is this, this is this is buy me some herring. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm actually on that platform. It's called Buy Me a Coffee forward slash Yishai. That's fun. But I have also a new. Um, a new a new uh, show sponsor. Very happy about this. Very excited about it. Do you see these cool watches? Uh huh. This is called Retro Watch Guy, and these are awesome watches from the '60s, '70s, and '80s. Uh, beautifully refurbished, or or maybe they even are not refurbished. They were just perfect the way they were. And he collects them and and sells them. And this is part of. And you got a great, unbelievable Instagram page followed by. Almost thirty thousand people. Retro watch guy, and Fantastic. and here's the way we're gonna make this. In, how we're gonna make this Jewish is that um, first thing is you can we're have gonna set uh, yours. We're gonna set yours back, or actually forward by fifteen minutes. 
Well, that's that's a great idea. No, you can actually have it. I was thinking that you were going to say to have it on Israel time. So that you could always have, you know, one of these watches with two clocks. You could always have Israel time in your life. Or you right. can have a watch in your drawer with, like, Jerusalem time. Or you can have a Shabbat watch. A Shabbat watch. Shabbat watch. Shabbat watch. Which, which when you, you look know, at it, then, it, just, it just says, shh, don't worry about it. No, you just you just take off your weekday watch, put it in the drawer, and take out your special Shabbat watch, put it on. And that's I'm really so fun. I'm so impulsive about time that I don't wear a watch, actually. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, that... Then don't mention that again, okay? So Retro Watch Guy uh, will do that for you. But also Retro Watch Guy is actually an amazing Jew uh, named Jordan and an awesome family. And basically, um, basically they met me here in Israel, in Hebron, in February 2020 as part of the H Destiny Women's Trip. And sh they changed their whole life partially even through listening to this show. Um, and they were on the way of Torah observance for a long time. Now they moved to a place... Uh, in Denver with an Eruv and they've made, they've come closer to God uh, and um, uh, are really already planning to make Aliyah. And this is part of their Teretz Israel. And so this is part of, uh, this is part of their move towards that. So uh, it's, it's, it's a special time and they keep special time through retro watch guy. And I'm very, very proud that they're a part of the show and I want to wish them a lot of success and bracha uh, to continue to to be on their journey towards closeness with God, closeness with Torah, and closeness with the land of Israel, uh, and and so if you check out Retro Watch Guy uh, on Instagram or, or go to their website, which is retrowatchguy.com, and, and buy an awesome watch, you're really on the road. And of course, there is a coupon code Yishai, and you get ten percent off. Uh, and some of these watches are like five hundred dollars. Some of them are like $2,500. It's like nice, cool watches. It's, watches and there's like a whole, it's, a, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's exactly a thing. So check it out. It's, it's also a guy's thing. Check it out. Okay. So that's awesome. Um, I'll walk for it. That's right. Nick, Nick, Nick. Now, okay. Now, another thing that I want to talk with you about is you're, you're hitting this donkey, right? Yeah. You're, Bill, you're hitting the donkey. Finally, God reveals to you the fact that there's an angel of God with a sword drawn right before you. Yeah. First thing, this angel of God with a sword drawn, drawn, it is, it appears in the, the, the Seder night. It appears to Joshua when he's en entering the land of Israel. What is this deal about Perhaps the angel with the sword drawn? With the hand stretched over Jerusalem. Right. He, with David. Plague, depending on which Midrash you look at, what that actually looked like. But yeah. Right. So who is this, like, Sar Tzava, this minister of war, of gods? Who is he that he, with his sword drawn, uh, that, he, that he is this powerful and scary angel of which animals cower from? Joshua's like, are you with me or against me? King David, like, is like, sees him as, a, you know, kind of stopping the, the plague or or actually being the plague or, and showing the place. Look, what is this angel of God with a sword drawn? Is this something we should like have in our lives? Should we meditate on this angel of God with the well, sword you know, drawn? You know, every morning as part of the um, structure of, of the Kriyat Shema, of the, the acceptance of the yoke of heaven and the recognition of God's unity, um, we say two blessings beforehand. One of them contains the phrase Ba'ala Milchamot. 
right? It's a name for God, the, the master of war, which always makes you think of that Bob Dylan song. It was a very, very powerful song, good Jew that he was. But I think this bespeaks a very challenging part of the way in which we as Jews embrace the world, which is that everything comes from God. We often forget that the idolaters really in certain ways had it easier. So anything you don't like about the world, you can just blame on the God that you don't belong to, right? It's like, oh, yeah, evil? Oh, war? No, that's that's bad. And Mars, he's an awful, awful, but my deity would never do such a thing, right? Because by, 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 by adhering to the awful and awesome truth that there is only one source for everything, we present ourselves in the world with the problem that that means that everything we perceive is evil, and which indeed might be evil, without getting into that philosophical argument, also comes from God, right? Including war. Now, I'm not here to romanticize war, but but I think there's also an important recognition that sometimes structures in life are so broken that they can't be fixed. They have to be destroyed. And in history, it's war that has done that. Which is not a justification. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm not advocating, right? But certainly in the time of Bilaam, Right when it was taken for granted, you know, we, we often miss. We speak about this idea that might makes right. You're familiar with the phrase, right? Um, in today's postmodern discourse, that's seen as a cynical sort of like, oh, it's all about power and Foucault, If you're familiar, but the reality is, the simple meaning was is that with in a world without morality, without a clear, divine, revealed guidance. So victory is the only standard by which you could understand what was meant to be in the world. Ipso facto, as we say, right? You win, you must. That's why up until the Middle Ages, they were still doing trial by ordeal, right? In, in Christian Europe, it's like, I'll get my knight, you get your knight, let them joust, and whoever gets knocked off the horse clearly was wrong. You know, it sounds silly to us, but it bespeaks something very deep, I think, in what you're saying is that is that there is a power. And what's a malach? A malach is a messenger, right? Malach meaning angel. It's a messenger of God. Messenger of God that our sages teach us had no will, unlike Bilaam. And that's one of the reasons, I think, that he's contrasted here with Bilaam. Unlike Bilaam and like Joshua, right, or David in those cases, right, who have will. And therefore, on one hand, more powerful than the angels because we're like God in that respect. On the other hand, much more troubled because just because you have will doesn't mean you know what to do. On the contrary, right? Um, and so, so therefore, they're confronted with this reality, which is that that is that that sword comes from God as well. My take on that is that you could say that Bilam was going to bless or curse, and you could be like, it's just words. It's not a big deal. And God's like, he's showing you visually, like, you came for war, and I met you head on for war. Rashi, Rashi brings that. You're familiar, What's- yeah? What's well, the Rashi there? Rashi points out that 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 when when Jacob and Esav were blessed by Yitzchak, right? We say a kol kol Yaakov, Esav, right? And from that moment, the, the voice was the voice of Jacob, and the hands were the hands of Esav, and Esav was blessed that he should right? He's going to live by the sword, right? And so so Rashi points out that historically, the 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 mouth, prayer, study, you know, media <laughs> has been the power of Am Yisrael. Right. That's that's the way we roll, so to speak. And the nations have ruled by the sword. Here's Bilaam coming with the power of the mouth. Right, he's right, taking, right. He's taking the tools of Israel. So God says, okay, we well, can play at this game. I'll just send war against you. Right, right. As Rashi brings this. Right. And, okay, so that's, that's similar to what I'm saying, but a little bit different. Because what I'm saying is this is to identify that you should know that what he came to do was to make war against Israel. And yes. – and, 
And, and, and we, the reason I say this is because as part of the fight against narrative war, you have to identify it as war. You have to identify it as war. Like BDS, it's a type of narrative war. Uh, uh, well, further, this, it's an economic war. It's even more, no, even more visible. No. See, it can, the economic aspect of BDS is minor. And you could therefore say, well, you know, no, 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 no. They're trying to besmirch the name of Israel, trying to scare people from being part of it. And so therefore, it's much more a form of a narrative war than an economic war. That's much more important to them. Uh, but in any case, uh, uh, my point to you is, is that God was like, you're here for war. And I'm here. And if you want, I know how to meet you for war. Bring and we should on. say that also. Yeah, it's on. It's all exactly. It's on. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about with regarding to Bilam is that our sages tell us a very deep secret about his abilities. And they say that his abilities was that he was able to know and to concentrate on God's angry moment against the Jews once a day. Yeah. There's like this moment. It's a blip. It's a second. You can only, you can only like, like, yeah, <laughs> right. It's like this tiny little like moment. And I mean, thank God just that it's only just that tiny moment. Right. Uh, but, but, but he knew how to fixate on that moment. And it's not that he's fixated on God's big will. It's almost like, it's almost like he's identified a weakness. It's almost like he's exploiting a moment in God. And, and the way that, the Torah actually describes that, I found, is through an amazing little thing that it tells you. When he's smashing his donkeys, hitting his donkeys, he's beating it with a stick. When the donkey opens its mouth, its own miracle, the donkey is like, am I not the donkey that has carried you all these years since you were a child? Am I not that? And have I not always followed your will and been there for you? What's the donkey really saying? Like the donkey should have said, ow, quit it. Why are you hitting me? Uh-huh. But the donkey's like, is that really, it, it makes an argument. It's like, is it really fair for you to believe that I'm just a bad donkey that you should kill me now as opposed to seeing the broader thing? What's the donkey saying? Don't you see me in context? Mm. Don't you see me in context? And it's, it's a way of God saying to Bill, I'm like, don't you see my will in context? And sometimes I say to like, here's this guy right now, Sammy Alam. He's writing more. He says, free Palestine from the illegal occupying entity, the Zionist regime, funded by the terrorist organization USA. It's only a matter of time. Allah Akbar, he writes on, on, on our live feed right now. And I'm like, don't you see God's will in the longer in the longer lens? Don't you have context? Don't you see that we've beaten you in all these wars because Allah is with us? Don't you see that we've survived throughout all this time and we're back in our land because Allah is with us? Don't you see the big picture? Do you, are you really so locked in to this tiny little narrative that we took somebody else's land and all that kind of stuff, like all these created you know, narratives? of? A, don't you see Allah's larger will? And that's what I think is, is almost like, a, like, a, like actually God telling the nations, like, don't you see that I want Israel back? Don't you want to bless Israel? Because that's a real good way to go because that's actually my will. You know, in many ways, it's the essential difference between a blessing and a curse. I mean, if you think about it, you can bless almost anyone. You know, that's what Rabbi Nachman says, right? They at least takel. You always want to look for the, the nikuda tova, right? You look for that, that little point, that little point. I just want to bless you, you know, I want to bless you that. 
you know, like even if it's just ever small thing, because 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 I'm only doing good there. I'm gonna lift up even in someone who I oppose. Like I, you know, I bless this person. He should be healthy and well, and uh, and then see a little light in the world, right? A curse, though, you don't you don't bring down curses on someone who you otherwise love. You understand? You might bless someone who you otherwise oppose, because there's something good there, mm-hmm. and elevating it is only bringing more good into the world. But a curse, you don't curse it. It's like like God forbid your children. Like we don't we don't see that bad things in our children. Come on. I mean, I strive not to, right? But we're human. But would you ever? curse them for that because like no like you're saying it's a overall yes i love you you're my child you're 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 my friends you're my people whatever it is yeah i see this you understand the difference is that, that in order to curse on some level you have to let yourself go all the way into the negative perspective but to bless all you need to do is be willing to look for the good so i hear okay, that okay so that that really brings me to t- towards the final point that i wanted to ask you which is like this um when Bilam and Balak finally meet, so Balak is the uh, contractor, yeah. right? He's looking; to, he's a king, and he's looking to contract a, a great wizard. Uh, give him respect. The Torah clearly gives him respect by naming the Torah portion after him. Give him, oh, yeah. give him respect that he's not like, okay, let's go out with our chariots and kill the Jews. He's like, this is a sophisticated enemy. I need to have a sophisticated strategy against the enemy. Like, give him the respect that he deserves for that. And and there's even more respect. He says to Bilam, the wizard, he says to him, the king says to the wizard, he says to him, let me take you to a place where you only see just the edge, just the edge of the Jewish people, and you'll be able to curse them. And he does this two times, actually, and it's very clear that there's a very – uh, a thought-out idea here. If I could take you to show them just the edge, you'll be able to curse them. I have come to believe and understand that there was a great strategy there, which is let, let's just look for the bad nakuda, the bad point in the Jews, and blow that up, and then you'll be able to curse the Jews. And if you think about it, the media does that as well, and you see it all the time uh, on the pro-Palestinian side. They'll take an event where a soldier... Is 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 you know hurting an Arab or something like that? They'll catch it on video. They'll say this is Israel. You take that moment. You don't see it in context. Again, the context. I, I believe that this whole Torah portion is about context. He's like, you don't see it in context. So so the king, the the king, the the, the evil king, uh, Balak is like, I'll help you curse them by just seeing the edge. And the contrary to that is that 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 he's shown constantly the wet the breath. And with of Israel, the tents, how goodly are your tents, O Jacob. I see the whole thing. I see your purpose. I see where you come from. I see where you're going. I see Numbers the whole. Numbers without count, yes. Yeah. Right. It's big. It's very big, What he, the vision he gets. That, you know, I, I, that goes back to what you were saying about, like, like I could I could bless. How did you say it? Somebody that I, that I hate, I, I want to curse. I'll find a way to do it. You know, but we look for the goodness in a person. And our rabbis tell us. Right, like, like receive when you see the whole person, when you don't just judge them on that moment where they ticked you off, when, you, when you're like, look, he's a father, he's she's a mom, and and and, and they're doing all this good other stuff. Okay, we had a thing, but I see the totality. I'll bless them instead of cursing them. Yeah, I agree with you 100. This parsha is about inversion and the difference between the the piece and the whole. 
you know, in that sense, it's a fascinating um, component of the conquest because the reality is is that it it's it's here. Like we're we're seeing the the other side of of the lens, the 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 victim of our victory, so to speak, right? Um, because we're gonna go to war and 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 we're gonna wipe out, you know, some of Moab, right? And and the and the women of Midian and everything that's coming at the end here, right? And, and in in that sense, it's very interesting because because remember, if the Torah, which of course is the story of how out of Egypt gave us the Torah. And, and brought us into the land to fulfill a divine mission. If the Torah hadn't preserved this perspective, no one would ever know this story. Right? It makes you wonder, like, then, then why? Why do we need to know this story? There's many reasons, but I think for us, it's also in order to give us courage. Because the reality is, is that it, it, the, the Jews suffer most from that narrow perspective you're speaking about. Right? The American Jews who, who who aren't immersed in daily life here, or even you know Israeli Jews who are immersed in daily life here, but but feel the struggle and the moral complexity of what it is to rebuild ourselves as a people in our land. They get sucked into that that narrowness of vision. What's the Torah saying? Don't be afraid of it. You don't have to say it's not true, although you want things to be true if you're going to believe them, right? That doesn't mean you have to swallow everything that you're fed by the media. But you don't have to say that it's not true. On the contrary, if someone is cursing you and saying that thing is bad, so you can fix it. But not in the context of, oi, oh, we're awful, evil. We're not. No, in the context of saying, oh, yeah, you know what? He's right. That's That's not good. We can fix that. And you know, the fact of the matter is, I can tell you this in my counseling, people who feel generally good about themselves are far better equipped to fix that which is bad within them. It's the people who give in to a story that their badness defines them who be completely, who become completely disempowered. And not only that, but you will usually double down on their negativity in an attempt to defend some sense That's of right. their humanity. And, and so it's a, it's a mistake, by the way, speaking to our Jewish brothers and sisters, it's a mistake to double down and to say, yes, yeah, see, this evil defines us. It's also a mistake also to pretend that we don't make mistakes, you know, that we're human and Jews just like everybody else, only, only more so. The thing to remember, and I think this is why the Torah preserves it. Remember, I'll say it again. If the Torah hadn't preserved this story, no one would ever know it. It would be a smooth narrative. Out from Egypt, God gave us the Torah, told us to go to the land. We defeated our enemies. Oh, you think the quotes from Bilaam are important? God could have said them to Moshe. <laughs> like, he could have said them to anyone, right? It preserves in order to teach us is, is many things, not the least of which is don't be afraid of the things which the people will curse you for. You, because why? Because their ability to curse is because of what you're pointing out, which is that, that the, the hatred and the narrowness that allows them to only focus on that. Our ability to derive blessing from this is two things, to hold the wholeness of our mission and when necessary to say, you know what? Truth is, He's right. That's that's an ugly piece. We'll fix that. Well, we're gonna move forward. I want to I want to uh, uh, speak for a second to uh, to the folks that I call the international Torah community out there around the world. Yeah, it's a term I've come up with that people really like, uh, like which it. is the, the 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 Gentiles of the world and Jews uh, who are outside of the land, but Gentiles around the world especially who like want to be connected to the international Torah community. Uh, and I've gotten a lot of people, Rav Mike, who write to me and they say, I'm part of the international Torah community. Pe- people write that to me all the time. And I, I've been wanting, you know, sometimes you give people a definition. They're like, yes, that is what I am. I'm part of the international yeah. Torah community. I want to I want to hear the Torah from Zion. And I think that that's, that's, that's what we're trying to do through our various broadcasts, including your show, The Jewish Story, uh, jewishstory.co. 
and RevMike.com is ways people can reach you to hear your other podcasts and also uh, to uh, join in your, your some of your live content and also uh, your spiritual counseling. But I do want to say about uh, about Parshat Balak, the Torah portion of Balak, is I think that this is the Shabbat. I like to give a directive, uh, a, a message, a a a, a uh, broadcasting to the community. Right, and I want to say this is your Shabbat, Gentiles of the world, to bless Israel. This nice is your Shabbat idea. to be like I bless Israel. I raise up my glass. Uh, and I say, I bless you, Israel, this Shabbat. I send you my blessings. I, uh, if I can have the, 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 you know, if I have any power to be be a blesser or a curser, and the Torah clearly tells us that the Gentiles have a power to be blessers or cursers. Okay. Yes, I mean, the Torah says. Yeah. The Torah says you Gentiles have a power to bless Israel or curse Israel. That's right part of the relationship between the patriarchs and matriarchs and the nations of the world. Right. And so like in a, in a way the Torah is telling you, you can curse Israel oh, yeah. or you could be amongst those that bless Israel. And if you're listening to this show and you're part of the international Torah congregation, international, I was also thinking the international Israel Torah organ, uh, congregation community, uh, then um, I, I, my urge for you this Shabbat is to really do like a just a, a, a as we would say in Yiddish a gazunta, a strong blessing uh, for the Jewish people this Shabbat. And I know you feel it, but I want you to do it with your mouth. Open your mouth. Show your kids. Say this Shabbat, we are blessing Israel. We're sending that blessings that blessing uh, to Israel from here, and it's going to boomerang right back to you. That's for sure. That's a promise from God. Rav Mike Foy, I want to thank you so much for joining me uh, for Parshat Balak, uh, and want to bless you. For continued health, success, and continued great broadcasting to the world. Amen. That's right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. That's right. Those who bless are blessed. And that's I think, Lamar. That's right. Lamar. We just say that. We say, and to you, and to you, sir, as well. Yeah, I got you. That's <laughs> what it is. I want to thank the Jewish community of Hebron, which I work for, and the Hebron Fund, which is our funding arm, for being there for us right now. I am in the in, 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 you know, in, in my offices looking at, at the, the Avram Avinu Synagogue here in Hebron. So check out hebronfund.org uh, for support of, of the Jewish community of Hebron. Uh, and I also want to thank uh, Israel365 uh, and Israel365.com really sharing uh, Torah with the international Torah community every single day, including the Israel Bible found at theisraelbible.com. Beautiful translation, beautiful transliteration, beautiful exegesis uh, explanations uh, about uh, especially the issue of the land of Israel. Beautiful cover. It's a gift for your home. Uh, Theisraelbible.com. Uh, coupon code Yishai. Bang. 10% of God's holy word from the land of Israel. That's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so our friends really make a tremendous uh, difference to us. Uh, Rev. Mike, you make a tremendous difference to all of us. I want to really thank you for being with me on the show today. It was absolutely a pleasure. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom to you, sir. Thank you so much. And more great stuff to you folks uh, coming uh, your way. Thank you very much to Lou, uh, who joined us today. Uh, thanks to Bookmouse, who writes, God bless you both rabbis and Eretz Israel and Am Israel. Thank you to my good friend Yitzi, 
who's also a sponsor of the show through making great Lego, Jewish biblical Lego. Biblical Lego, that's right, and that's found at jbrick.com, and I'm very proud to have him as a sponsor. And he's making right now a model of the Tomb of the Patriarchs, the Matrix. In fact, I owe him some pictures. I'm going to try to do that towards Mincha time. I'm going to go towards the afternoon prayer to the Tomb of the Patriarchs, the Matrix, take some pictures for you. i got to remember that. Please, you know what? Please, uh, Yitzi from jbrick.com, please write me a WhatsApp in, in, in about one hour and be like, don't forget to take those pictures. Uh, thank you, uh, Tommy. Tammy, uh, Tammy, for saying great show, three exclamation points. Thank you very much. Thank you to uh, uh, um, our good friends at uh, prohibitionpickle.co.il, making delicious yum-yums for the world and, and sending packages and making Shabbat packages. You can sponsor a package. Just go to just go uh, to uh, prohibitionpickle.co.il. Awesome. You're going to be – you're going to be – wherever you are, you're going to make – you're going to be sending satiation and delightful Shabbos uh, uh, gifts through that. And check out our new sponsor, which is RetroWatchGuy.com uh, or uh, 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 RetroWatchGuy at Instagram. Great you, great watches. You'll keep the time and maybe get that Shabbat watch that you need, that other watch. Uh, it's a, it's And it's a great Instagram account with really cool and neat stuff. If you like that stuff, it's, it's a delight. Uh, and I want to thank also folks – uh, that uh, that donate uh, for for the show through buymeacoffee.com forward slash Yishai. It's easy. It's fun. I really appreciate it. Uh, and folks do that all the time. And I really am very thankful to people who, who enjoy the show and donate. And there's many more people that I can thank. Uh, I want to thank Ben Bresky, Yocheved, Moshe Herman, Ben Bre- Did I say Ben Bresky? Ben Bresky, Tabitha, Yocheved, Moshe Herman, and Lou for producing When We're Live. And I want to bless you guys. Bless you with the power to bless. I want to bless you with the power to bless. I want you to be blessed by blessing others. Just think a thought, a good thought about a friend, a loved one, and even someone that you don't like so much, just send them a blessing. Uh, guy, you know, he should be well. His family should be well. She should be well. You know, and, and when you see somebody who's really wealthy, be like, they should continue to be blessed. And see your rabbi say he should have peace and have great Torah illuminations. And when you see, uh, you know, your Israeli friend and he's living outside the land of Israel, just say, God bless him and continued connection to the land of Israel. Just think good thoughts about people. Think good thoughts. And especially, we want your blessings. And I'm telling you, people around the world, you have the power to bless Israel. You also have the power to curse. Choose blessings and you shall be blessed. So God bless you folks here from the land of Israel, from Hebron. Uh, lots of blessings from the land of blessings. Only good things, only good tidings. May your connection to God be strong. And may me and you continue to be connected. Lots of love, lots of good things from the land of Israel. And shalom. Enhance your faith. Deepen your understanding. Align your destiny with the Land of Israel. Every Sunday, the Land of Israel Fellowship features a live interactive Zoom session hosted by Jeremy Gimpel. That's the Land of Israel Fellowship, bringing the Torah from Judea to the world. For more information, visit thelandofisrael.com fellowship.